What's going on, guys? Hey, it's Anthony, and you're listening to The Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, guys, we're going to have a fun episode with a handful of rumors for movies, and then we do have some uh, a little bit of tech news we're going to be diving into, mostly Apple. And then I've got an exciting little uh, list going here for what I'm watching, the games I'm playing, and much more. So, as always, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast every single week. If you don't know, we drop five episodes. And within those five episodes, you're getting two shows with some news. You're getting two original shows. And then you're getting on this episode where we rehash uh, recent shows that have aired. To include, we did WandaVision, we've done uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've got Invincible, we're gearing up for Loki, and so much more. The point is, if you guys aren't subscribed and following us, you're not catching all that content, so please take a moment and hit the follow subscribe button. If you want to drop a comment, please feel free to do so on any one of those platforms that you're listening to us on, or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And of course. We're at Culture Jacked. Ready? You guys ready? Shall we start the weekend wire? Shall we get into this, the rumor mill? I think so. Let's start it off. Let's see. I queued all of these up. I've got about a million tabs open, ready to talk. Um, let's see. Marvel reportingly, this is this is actually, I, I like starting with this one because it it. Could be controversial. We'll see. We'll see uh, what happens here. Marvel reportingly eyeing Zack Snyder for Ghost Rider reboot. Now, we all know collectively that our, that Dustin's favorite movie and actor of all time, Ghost Rider the movie, Nicky Cage. I don't think they're going to bring Nicolas Cage back for uh, the reboot of Ghost Rider, but you know, who am I? The interesting thing, though, about this article is just that statement alone. Marvel reportedly eyeing Zack Snyder. If Snyder were to dive into this on the MCU side and maybe say he signs a uh, a trilogy, a three a three movie deal. I mean, that's crazy because I don't think he has anything left with DC, which, you know, is fair game. But if the MCU were to pull him out as and pull him into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, allow him to do what he would like to do or agree to do with Ghost Rider and then run with it. That would pull Zack Snyder from even availability for any of the DC stuff, thus leaving them with with whoever it is that they have left uh, or elect to go to. And in then itself, I guess, is kind of a fuzzy Area And I don't want to go too far into it. I just find it to be interesting. Do I think that uh, Zack Snyder could do justice to the Ghost Rider character? Yeah, I think I, I think so. Um, as long as he's playing in the bigger sandbox in which if this were true, I would guess would be a part of his uh, agreement there where, where he can't go too far out in the weeds. Now, Ghost Rider as a character has been specked on over and over and over. And most recently, there is uh, a lot of speculation that Ghost Rider is going to show up in Doctor Strange 
of the Multiverse of Madness, which has got people excited. We've said it. We talk about it. Uh, we elaborate on it. We throw in our own assumptions. But it, it is always fun to speculate characters, story arcs, and all this stuff that's going on in these big picture movies and, and, and everything of the like. And as the rumors get whirling, People get excited. I can tell you right now uh, from watching the comic book market, Ghost Rider comic books has started to elevate because of some of these rumors. So what we'll have to see now, in addition to the report here, which was brought to you by We Got This Covered, Marvel reporting eyeing Zack Snyder. So we don't know if Zack Snyder's interested or not. We are not 100% sure that Ghost Rider is actually happening. But there's excitement, obviously, for both of those ideas. And a third idea that came out was uh, in rumors. I, I believe I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and that was possibly having Keanu Reeves take on the Ghost Rider role. Now, that I think could be awesome. Um, I Yeah, I think that could be awesome, depending on depending on which... Uh, you know how he does it. I think Zach would uh, <clears throat> would do a good job if he got Keanu Reeves, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot going on there. So let's keep moving though. Anyways, that article. Let me uh, actually skim through the article here. Okay, so for many years the Marvel Cinematic Universe has run with the same playbook time and time again, and usually to great success. But Kevin Feige and company have still done a good job of mixing things up, be it Captain America, the Winter Soldier, political intrigue, Spider-Man's uh, homecoming, high school shenanigans, or Ant-Man's breezy heist capers. Um, the, these variety of items keep the show, these obviously very interesting, and that'll continue for a, for a while yet, as Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, We'll dive headfirst into martial arts territory. Thor Love and Thunder looks like be a Flash Gordon on a massive budget and a Doctor Strange multiverse as well. <clears throat> so they're changing things up. Uh, Marvel may be branching into the darker territory quite soon as well, as tipster Mikey Sutton claims that the MCU Ghost Rider reboot is picking up steam and the studio even has a director in mind already. And that's obviously where Zack Snyder comes in. Which we know, I mean, before I lay this to rest, I mean, Zack Snyder did very well with uh, the Justice League, in my opinion, the Snyder Cut. I just watched uh, Army of the Dead, and I'll talk about it a little bit more here, here, here in a little while. I thought he did well with that for what it is. Um, so he, he is building that positive momentum, which allows and, and kind of affords him the ability to to look at several projects that I'm sure are being pushed in his direction. So that's awesome. So anyways, let's keep moving. Um, it talks, continues to talk about today, uh, the buildup of Zack Snyder's career and all of this other stuff. Sutton explains that Snyder hasn't been contacted yet, and there is obviously no guarantees he would even be interested given what he experienced the last time he helmed a big-budget comic movie blockbuster. Still, he'd be hugely exciting choice to be the director of Ghost Rider, which at least that's well-written, too, because it's it's not throwing too much speculation. I mean, if they have his name on the board, there's for it's for a reason, and 
we all understand why would they put Zack Snyder on the board to relaunch Ghost Rider. Well, the dude's done well. He's done good in the uh, super superhero world. So why not? So let's keep going. I got it. This is a funny one to me. There's actually two articles here. I'm going to start you with one article. We'll end with the second article. This first one's brought to you by the direct Kevin Bacon really wants MCU role in James Gunn guardians of the galaxy franchise, which to be honest, as I, uh, as I was looking at this, I was like, shit, you know, Kevin Bacon, legendary actor has been in a ton of movies had a lot of success with his career it's it's a good point so let's read this article um so again this is by the direct.com marvel studios has a well-known history of going for uh some big names in the industry for roles within the mcu they started off right with the beginning of the studio studio duo with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Chris Evans as Captain America. And the casting department continued to bring home runs as every turn through the next three phases as well. Director James Gunn continued this trend in the Guardians of Galaxy franchise, bringing key players like Chris uh, Chris Pratt from Parks and Recreation, Zoe Saldana from Avatar into the mix, this continued into 2017's Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 2 gun cast. You know, Hollywood legend Kurt Russell as Ego and additional people. Let's see. According to the recent report, there's one man who wants to be a part of this cast. One who has unique connection to nearly the entire movie industry. And that would be Mr. Kevin. Bacon. So Hollywood, Hollywood legend Kevin Bacon spoke with Esquire about the first time he saw Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy while discussing his role in Cop on a Hill. Uh, before I continue, Cop on a Hill is an excellent show. Excellent show. He is Kevin Bacon's character. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but he just plays the character so damn well. You love to hate the guy. Let me just say that. Anyways, that show is available on Showtime. Season two, I believe, is coming out soon as well. So 2014 MCO, MCO, MCU, Chris Pratt, Star-Lord, references Bacon by name when talking about Footloose, which took Bacon by surprise in the moment. The 80s icon had no idea that he was discussed, unable to hold back a laugh as he reminisced um, about it. When I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, this is Bacon. When I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I went to see it having no idea. I discussed. I was disgusted, sorry. It was an afternoon in New York. I was on 67th Street. I went by myself, as I do often. I was like, holy shit. They're talking about me. Are you guys getting this? Bacon had collaborated with director James Gunn in 2010's Super, in which he joked about his role, which was supposed to be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. What I had heard was that my part was supposed to be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I'm like, am I going to take Jean-Claude Van Damme's sloppy seconds? Hell yeah. To close, Bacon asked, if he would be up for coming back to work with Gunn again in the up-and-coming Guardians of the Galaxy movie. 
he says. Listen, I love the idea. I would love to be a part of that. Bam, that was it. That's all he said. <laughs> uh, anyways, that, that was just a clip from uh, an Esquire interview that he has. You know, if you're not familiar with Kevin Bacon, check the guy out. The guy's been, the guy's been in movies for longer than I've been alive. Not all of his movies are top, top movies. Not all of his movies are pieces of shit either. Uh, to have a career with uh, legs under it that long and uh, to be in some iconic movies, that's that's an incredible feat. And I would love to see him in Gardens of the Galaxy as much as I'm sure you guys would as well. Anyways, that was only part one, and that's why this is kind of funny. So let's go to part two here. That was Yeah, let's go to part two. Part two is brought to you by Comic Book. Dot com. So that Esquire article, there's there's actually several different news coverings <clears throat> covering Kevin Bacon saying that uh, the one that I just read was one example. But there are several that you can look up online because obviously it's public, public, public knowledge. There's no real inside source because it was told to an, a magazine company during an interview. This is uh, pretty cool, though. Comicbook.com reports Guardians of the Galaxy director reacts to Kevin Bacon's interest in appearing in the franchise. So this month, Marvel fans finally learned the release date for the highly anticipated Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which we will see the return of director James Gunn, as well as the movie's cast. While Gunn has teased that the movie's script is complete, there has been no word on new characters or actors. However, there is one star who would like to be a part of the franchise, and that's Kevin Bacon. While speaking with Esquire, which we just we just read that, uh, Bacon was asked if he'd be interested in making a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Listen, I love the idea. I'd love to be a part of that. Bacon replied, the answer has caught the attention of Gunn, who took to Twitter to share a story about meeting Bacon. I met Kevin as a young man in New York City at a screening. You're my favorite actor, I told him. Along with Mr. Peter Falk, he told me. He took that as a very high compliment. Loved working with him on Super and can't wait till we can work together again, Gunn wrote. You can check out the tweet below. On May 20th, 2021, James at James Gunn on Twitter wrote that same thing I just read. So I'm not going to reread it to you. So that that is available on Twitter at James Gunn. If you want to read it, super cool. Um, I, I love the idea. I think that's that's cool. I, the only thing that makes me hesitant after actually reading both of those back to back is I actually read these separate earlier and then I thought it would be fun to put on here. The only thing that <clears throat> makes me hesitant for this direction is I get it like Kevin Bacon. Fuck. Yeah. Bring Kevin Bacon into guardians of the galaxy. Of course. But what about, what about like an act? Well, I guess it's the director's decision or the producers or the uh, distributors or the companies, but like, what if an actor that doesn't fit a role once apart, and starts going to social media and then they get some, some movement and then they feel like uh, they have to put the actor in, even though they don't fit it. 
right? Yeah, I don't know. Two things came to mind when I said that. The first one was uh, maybe you get lucky and you get like a Tom Cruise Tropic Thunder situation to where Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder fucking killed it. And if you watch it, that was Tom's idea that he was working with Ben Stiller. And uh, there's actually a funny interview about it because Tom Cruise explains it. And he's like, no, I want to have fat hands. I want to do this thing. He's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, it sounds, it sounds funny, but I don't know. And anyways, he ended up doing it and obviously worked very well. But what I could see in the future is maybe some, maybe someone that probably isn't as, uh, as equipped or able to do that. And again, I guess it, I mean, it falls on the director and the, and that whoever, because it's not like in this case, Kevin Bacon's not saying a specific role um, or anything. So I don't know. That thought just came to mind. Maybe we'll bring that up at a later date. Anyways, I would love to see Kevin Bacon. Would you guys like to see Kevin Bacon in the new Guardians of the Galaxy? Drop a comment below. I I think it would be cool. Um, you know, I mean, we got Stallone in there. We had uh, Benicio Del Toro was in uh, Guardians as, as kind of a a cameo several others i love it I, I i do and i also think it's funny because as mentioned in the direct uh the first article i read you remember star lord talking about footloose in gardens of galaxy episode one i mean that's just that's just genius all right let's go on to the next one i feel like this next one may be a little bit of a stretch but you know who knows it's a little older and i we may have talked about it, but Silver Surfer, because Silver Surfer comics are right now are blowing up. There's a ton of speculation on when Silver Surfer's coming in. It's almost like Silver Surfer and uh, Ghost Rider are competing for who's going to enter into the uh, new MCU first. Anyways, there's a re- report. I'll skim through this one. Um, anyways, it's uh, we got this cover.com reports. Silver Surfer will, will reportedly make his MCU de- debut as a villain. And I get it. I think everybody gets it. And uh, we'll we'll have to see. So although the latest reboot hasn't been officially announced yet, the Fantastic Four has almost certainly on their way. And this blends well back into the Fantastic Four because there's so much crazy stuff. Anyways, as a villain, uh, hold on. Let's see. Now, a new report from insider uh, Mikey Sutton claims that while the Silver Surfer will indeed make his MCU bow as the villain in in the employ of Galactus. The studio want to explore his emotional complexity inside of simply making him a goon for hire. So that's kind of their their idea. Again, we don't know, though, because the, the Fantastic Four stuff has just went in every... Every which direction. Do I think that's a good idea? Yeah, I think it I, I think it is. I mean, if we could get Silver Surfer just romping for uh, two movies or something and then turn sides and you know, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I think I, I think it would be cool. Silver Surfer's a great character. Um, he's got a large fan base, Fantastic Four as well. So I mean, why not? Why not bring him out in Fantastic Four? That would be probably a smart idea. Let's uh I, I know that. Right now, the casting for Fantastic Four is still is still undecided. I know a few weeks ago, I read that Emily Blunt was interested in John Krasinski. And then I read again that Emily Blunt was in a uh, recent interview and said, no, there's 
I'm not really interested in that. No, I have not been approached. So who knows? Let's keep going. Here's another fun one. Here's another fun one. This is brought to you by comicbook.com. Old Man Cable returns for Reign of X crossover with Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyways, this this is a comic book and you can check you can check it out. But I think that some of these stories and the reason I bring this up so old old school is back and cable reloaded as a new one shot Marvel comic that's coming out. But it made me start thinking so I read this article and I've read several like this and it's like I I wonder because they're producing so many comic books with with incredible stories some not so incredible some not so good but that like are they going to start doing one shot movies or are they going to start doing uh you know smaller series is that a thing that could come you know a variation of the character so like a good example of what a one shot could be is like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker like that could be a one shot. There's a version of the Joker. We love it. He can stay in the multiverse. Let's do like the uh, up and coming Batman movie. Bam, there's a one shot. So it's only a one story, one run situation. They could do that. Now, I don't know. The other interesting thing and the reason I wanted to bring this up uh, because of this article is Cable. Is Cable, is jo- uh, Josh Brolin going to get an independent movie? Is he going to roll into an X-Force movie? Is he just going to play in the up-and-coming Deadpool movie? Also, a question that needs to be answered. Um, I hope to see Cable long, long run through the MCU world to include in the X-Men. I think it would be awesome. Anyways, enough of that. That was more of a trigger point uh, for stuff to me. For stuff to let me uh, talk about. Um, All right, this next one's... Another fun one. I don't think it'll happen, but uh, it's fun to talk about. It's come up several, several, several times, many, many times over. And that is in men's. This is coming from menshealth.com, menshealth.com. Hugh Jackman wants Tom Hardy to be the next Wolverine. Could Hardy play Wolverine in the next Disney Plus show? We'd love to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine again, but after a 17 17- his 17 years in the role and at age 52 that's unlikely to happen still oh my goodness hold on here huge pop-up just blocked half the article i apologize for that um speaking to empty oh my goodness this do not go to menshealth.com it's horrible i'm um, speaking to mtv ahead of the release uh, uh as his last outing for wolverine jackman said I've been asked the question a lot, and I'm always like, I don't want to make it too easy on the studio to replace me. I'm sure there's already they're already talking about it. That some actor out there, they've already said, shh, keep this quiet, but we want you next. He's younger than me for sure, and I think Tom Hardy would be great. <laughs> That's funny how he, how he kind of rolls that in there. Um, and then it just goes on to uh, speculate at a possible Wolverine. So he's the one that said it in the men's health. I, I think Tom Hardy could, his facial features and the way that he can get jacked and built up, we've seen him get real big and bulky, but to get him really big and bulky and toned um, and to play a rated R uh, 
just badass Wolverine. I think that would be epic for uh I, I think it would be epic for Tom Hardy, but I also think it would be epic for uh, what the fans truly want from a Wolverine character. It's the same thing as we know that the uh, <clears throat> the John Bernthal character and Punisher are going to have some kind of thing going on. But it's like, don't, don't, don't make these characters, don't make Deadpool, don't make the Punisher. I don't think they should make Wolverine PG or PG-13. I think these are adult-themed characters. And I think that to some degree they should differentiate that because the dude has fucking three essentially steak knives that stick out of his fucking hand and he cuts people and he stabs people. That's literally what his job is and what he does. And he, yeah, he's got some super strength in uh, the ability to regenerate an antimantium skeleton and all this stuff. But the point is he is not like a PG style character he's anyways enough said i digress tom hardy i think he could do it um and i think he's a good choice uh that is it for movie news wow i kind of dredged on there so i apologize but that's that's what i got for the movie rumors uh the next segment we're going to be talking about a couple of apple items and then we'll just go ahead and dive into oh uh we'll actually dive into video games real briefly and then we'll wrap the show up. So uh, another two articles that connect to some degree. Uh, it was recently reported by Tom's Guide. And it, I've actually used Tom's Guide before. There's there's a lot of t- good tech information. And Tom's Hardware. Tom's Hardware is a different, di- whole different thing, but also, also a great resource for tech information. So Tom's Guide writes, Apple just made a huge bet on its Apple Glass future apple has announced a huge investment into a 3d sensor company let's see if you're excited about apple glass then good news apple just poured a bunch of money into the company that's going to likely contribute to the smart glass development texas-based optical technology manufacturer is getting a 410 million dollar investment from apple although apple's announcement doesn't detail what will be produced as a result of the investment of the money. But it's obviously assumed that it's going to help that and their link to augmented reality. Apple Glass's release date, price, features, and leaks experience the new worlds that will help the best VR headsets. Google Play just, uh, let's see, probably don't know who, and I'm not even sure what they're going for on this. II-VI is the company. It's a vertical cavity surface emitting laser. Wow, that's what those are responsible for Apple. Oh, okay. So that company is the vertical cavity surface emitting lasers, VCSELS, are responsible for Apple's face ID and LIDAR sensors. These in turn help run features like Mimo Emoji and Emoji, selfie portrait mode low light autofocus and perhaps most relatively uh rel- rel- yeah it they go into ar apps as well this isn't apple's first investment in the company either as it gave fisner which owns a part of iivi 30, 390 million in 2017 both payments were made via apple's advanced manufacturing fund 
The same fund that helped the bank roll a partnership with Glassmaker Coring to create the ceramic shield displays found on the iPhone 12's series. Augmented reality is still at its immature technology stage. Um, and then it just kind of goes on. Apple Glass ex- is expected to be a new kind of accessory for your iPhone now. Um, and it just kind of vaguely kind of wraps up there. They're just doing speculation. Now, we know that uh, Apple's been messing with Apple Glass. There's Google Glasses. There was a lot of uh, goofy things that came up. But I do think something's something's coming in the near future with augmented reality because there's really no reason not to now i think it'll have similar to like the iWatch approach where people will be hesitant and others will be beating down the door to get that new that new uh eyewear as long as uh it's fashionable and you can customize it i'm sure uh something will come cool and we've seen stuff on this for the last i think five years on pretty much everybody said hey we're going in this direction hey we're going in this direction hey we're going and then we never get a finished product. Anyways, let's go to part two of this article. Ikea bets on Apple Glass by investing in augmented reality. The Ikea Studio app allows users to place furniture in their rooms with the iPhone. But the developer, uh, the developer states that it's actually designed to work with Apple Glass. IKEA Studio is an app that can be used to place digital representations of furniture into a physical room. This allows a person to get an accurate idea on how furniture will look in their house before committing to spending any money. Now, this is uh, not a new technology. Uh, uh, equipping it with the ability or capability of using Apple Glass obviously is because that technology is not really out there. Uh, but the augmented reality space, and to hear IKEA, one of the one of the bigger guys in the marketplace, uh, investing and really getting into it, is genius. Because running the app base does fairly well. Um, you still have to do some depth and some sensor reading to make sure that the item doesn't isn't oversized or undersized, and you got to make sure that the walls and the lidar, how the light hits the density of the walls. If you have lidar on your on your phone or on your your uh, iPad or what have you, you just want to make sure that the distancing and everything is measured appropriately. But uh, like IKEA has here and like they're adapting like Amazon has and a lot of other businesses have to where you can actually check not only sizes of furniture, but accessories as well is pretty damn incredible. Anyways, uh, essentially, the article continues moving forward, just talking on uh, how Ikea wants to continue to advance its uh, tools and that they've been working with Apple and they look forward to the uh, the Apple Glass kind of moving in and hopefully using their technology. So one more, one more article and then actually one more article and then we will uh, get into uh, what I've been playing and what I've been watching here. This last article is also an uh, article about the Apple M1 versus the Ryzen 5000, another tech article. So Apple's kind of kind of sweeping today's show with uh, the technology stuff. But nonetheless, I, I thought this was interesting and something that you should be aware of if you're pondering uh, a new, you know, thinking about a new laptop or thinking about some new hardware. So recently I uh, did several podcasts talking about the Apple M1 chip, which is in the new MacBooks. It's in the new uh, iMac. And the form factor and the configuration of it is 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 
pretty big. It's a pretty big deal. And it's form form versus function is also a big deal because it's very capable. And in fact, there was articles and statements saying, oh, this is going to change the game. Oh, this is going to do this. Oh, this is going to do that. And um, I'm not sure. Maybe that's just that's just blowing, you know, kind of bloating the market because of uh, releases or whatnot. But I feel like um, Apple has had and done a great job with their hardware and everything. But we know that Mac versus PC, PC, uh, Mac, sustainability, you want to pay for the money, you want that premium experience, perfect. If you want the accessories and you want the modifications and you want to be able to tinker and fix some shit regularly, then you have the PC route. PC can easily exceed basic Mac stuff pretty quick and generally is less expensive. So enough talking there. Apple M1 versus Ryzen 5000. MacBook Pro versus Asus ROG Flow X13 compared. You can find this article on PC World. I'm not going to go through all the specs of it, but I just want to talk through maybe the first couple of paragraphs here because it's uh, it's interesting. We've already tested the AMD Ryzen 5000 mobile against Intel's current core i7 chips and laptops, and Ryzen easily wins. But what everyone really wants to know is how it stacks up against Apple's impressive M1 silicon in the new MacBook Pro. Dun, dun, dun. The M1 is a 5NM TSMC built chip based in ARM architecture. A hard pivot for or by Apple after ending its 15-year relationship with Intel. Despite the performance hit of dealing and translating X86 instructions to ARM, when we tested the MacBook Pro M1 against the Intel 10th Gen and 11th Gen CPUs and AMD's Ryzen 4, the, uh, uh, AMD's Ryzen 4000, we were genuinely impressed. Cribbing from all those performance results, we decided to compare benchmarks and run by our sibling site, Macworld, as well as the results from a respected workstation builder, Puget Systems, to see just where the CPUs and laptops compare. All right, here we go. So I, you guys can go through all the specs I was going to go through, but this, this uh, go through some of them. However, I feel like... Uh, it's uh, the episode's getting a little long. Um, anyways, the point of this is the new M1 silicone. So if you're looking at getting a, I would say, medium to higher end computer and you've been on the fence on PC um, or in this case, processors, M1, Intel, Ryzen, AMD, then consider looking at this. This is a great article by PC World. In conclusion. If you're purchasing your laptop based on performance, it's pretty clear which CPU or CPU CPU you should choose. AMD Ryzen 5000. Despite the differences between it and the MacBook Pro M1 in wattage, both laptops weigh the same. That AMD and Asus can shoehorn such a powerful Ryzen 5000 into a thin and light and convertible laptop is stunning. It's going to be really hard to beat the ROG Flow X13. Apple has powerful CPUs coming, 
But if those go into heavier and larger laptops, would those compare? We'll cross the bridge when we get there. Right now, for performance users looking for the ultimate in portability and performance, the Asus Rogue Flow X13 beats the MacBook Pro M1, which it's it's kind of part of it's kind of funny to me because of course something's always going to do that and and to use that as a pivot point or a point to prove it's funny because something will come out and beat the Ryzen 5000 and then so forth and so on anyways I did think that was an interesting article if you're on the fence or you're looking to get into the market to purchase a laptop or anything of that sort soon consider investigating the information to include your CPU GPU RAM hard drive and what it is you're going to be doing all right man i feel like a very very uh talk heavy show today so we're just gonna make it super simple i'm gonna talk through some of the some of the shows i've watched and uh some of the games i'm playing so most recently i only really watched i'm trying to think was there any other shows i I feel like i didn't watch a whole lot of tv in fact i didn't because i was I uh, have been doing quite a bit of reading into just various articles. Uh, I'm reading my kid at night and, and everything. So uh, there's only really only two shows that come to mind that I recently watched. One was I watched two episodes, the first two episodes of Modoc on Hulu. Um, and then I watched Army of the Dead via Netflix. And uh, Modoc was fun, very robot chicken-esque. Um, I'll have to get back into it, maybe pay closer attention. But it is funny. It's funny to see that with these other characters, with some profanity, some inappropriate shit going on. Um, I don't want to ruin the show itself, but uh, it's definitely not for kids. So make sure don't cue it up for your for your five-year-old or seven-year-old or you're going to get them uh, saying some stuff they probably, probably shouldn't be saying. But it was fun so far. Um, I like the idea. I'll have to watch more episodes to give probably a better uh, review, I guess. Uh, Army of the Dead, loved it. I, I like how Zack Snyder did it. I like, uh, I, I I don't know, I liked it. I just like how it's different. Maybe that's what I like the most. Maybe it was just uh, the story and the take, or maybe maybe the char- characters were okay. I, I did feel like uh, maybe I had less less love for the characters than, than I do in most movies, but it's a zombie movie, and it's a fun one at that. They're going to heist money. In a uh, in a casino that is about to get blown up, but they're zombies, hybrid zombies, and that's all the shit you know from the, even the commercial. Anyways, enough said. It was an enjoyable movie. If you like zombie movies, you want to spend a good, you want to spend some time enjoying yourself watching one, a new one. Check it out, Netflix. But really, that's that's all I really. I'm trying to think. I think that is all I really am watching at the moment. There's. Uh, some on my plate, so I'll have some new stuff next week, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully I'll have a couple other movies under my belt next week or shows. Uh, let's see what else do we got. That is, I think, it for that. Uh, as far as games go, uh, I did not play a lot of games. What I did, however, do as a uh, anniversary gift, my wife uh, got me a Oculus Rift Quest 2 or Oculus Quest 2. I don't know why I say Oculus Rift Quest 2. I don't know. Anyways, got that. Got some uh, accessories for it. 
and uh, first I had to do the setup thing, which is a trip. They That thing is dialed the fuck in. Let me just say that. That Oculus is dialed the fuck in. It knows what you need to be doing. Um, I did Oculus link it to my PC. I had a ton of updates and shit I had to do to my PC. Not because of the Oculus. Well, because I want to play on the Oculus. Uh, so, and I had to reconfigure a bunch of shit to try to, to, try to maximize it. So I did do that. And then I played borderlands 2 vr and that was a fucking blast i didn't play it for very long because after getting everything loaded and reloaded and configured correctly um it's just the way it goes but i I am going to be playing it hopefully this evening and throughout this next week as much as i possibly can the other cool thing on that note is um i have my laptop that i had before i got my macbook in which was an alienware that i did a bunch of work i i I tuned it up a little bit. I gave it some extra RAM, gave it a, a nice, uh, what is it, M, M.1E chip and uh, a couple of other things. Anyways, I went through that thing because I was cleaning out my, my closet here. And just by dumb luck, I was like, hey, you know what? Um, this thing's just sitting in my closet. I have had it set up in my in my garage um, just for YouTube and searching shit. Like when I'm working on a car, if I need to search something, nothing better than an open laptop. So anyways, long story short, I ended up cleaning that fucker up yesterday. It took several hours with all the updates because it's been sitting in my closet. Got it all up and going. It also is VR ready and says it'll do just a fine job. So I'm stoked about that as well. So right now, I only played Borderlands VR. However, I do have on both my desktop and my laptop, I've got the new Half-Life, and I got Creed, and I'll, uh, I'm looking into others. I don't want to buy too many because uh, I want uh, you know I want to play the ones I have. I just don't want a huge catalog. I don't want to waste a shitload of money on it. Anyways, that's, that's, that's what the plan is. So like I said, I played Borderlands two vr that was all i played all week as far as video games go um had a blast though playing that and then even setting up the oculus that was fun and screwing around in there so again i'm super stoked uh, to get that thing up and going and then i'll hopefully be able to report back some new stuff to you next week all right that's it that's all i got guys a uh, handful of rumors love talking about those things today i would love to see some of them come to fruition who knows Apple glasses also excited for to see what direction they actually take that in the M1 versus the Ryzen 5000. The Ryzen won the battle, um, but do keep this in mind. I think I mentioned this before. Apple, the M1 Apple chip is in all the base to I would say base to medium style computers. They are working on, I believe it was the uh, MX one or XM one or some some special name for a bigger chip i actually i shouldn't say bigger i I was i was meaning to say bigger in the sense of cores um they're supposed to have a higher performing uh chip coming soon as well that's going to go more into their pro lines especially they're like uh if assuming that they're going to continue and i don't know why they wouldn't uh, the Pro iMacs, the uh, Pro Mac Towers, and all, all of that stuff's going to get these other silicone chips that are uh, supposedly quite a bit better than as well. So just keep that in mind if you're out there. If not, no, uh, no worries in the world on that 
So, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekend Wire. Again, I'm Anthony. And uh, as always, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, just take a minute. Take take one minute. If you listen to this episode, you made it this far, might as well hit follow. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch up with you next week. Bye.